Yo, brace yourself, fool. Brace yourself. It's your chuckle buddy. Guess who? Tiana and James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent May 14th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. What's up? How you doing, folks? Glad to be here with you. 2020 is a dumpster fire. It's dog shit. It's a straight up molesting. Hey, quarantined like a fucking mole. You know, locked up like a fucking stool pigeon. But hey, you know, we're bearing through. If you're new to the show, this is a show where I speak on myself in order to relate to yourself. You the dear listener. You the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, best friends forever. Um, I'm going to move in with you. You know, Uh, let's be honest. There's a lot of uncertainty in this world. And, you know, I could use maybe, you know, a welcoming place to hang my head in this dour, dire time of pandemic. (laughs) Well, I won't push my luck. So if you are new to the show, Jonathan Ramchand, the podcast. I am an actor extraordinaire. 19 years of service. Diploma in theater arts. That's been to the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it. Um, hate to beat, hate to beat a dead horse to death, you know? <laughs> Die, you fucking horse! <laughs> you know? <laughs> Hate to beat a dead horse to death, but yo, this coronavirus shit, you know, it's like rocking the world, economies, careers, families, relationships, friendships, a fucking mosey, a little mosey, a tiptoe through the tulips, you know, can end your ass in jail, you know? What are you doing out past fucking hours? Comrade, get your ass home, you know? Like, these are some strange times, and yo, everything is being effected. And thus, I find myself in my career. There's like a sense of uncertainty, a forlorn shadow, hopelessness. Now, granted, you know, things are starting to look on the up and up. All the social distancing, all the cough etiquette, (coughs) you know, washing the hands maniacally, all that shit's been helping. And things are on the upswing. Countries, nations are talking about reopening. Here in Canada, oh, Canada, where I reside, Measures of reopening are are occurring. So it's a bit of a rush to say hopelessness, forlorn, career-wise. But as an actor, and I'm sure y'all can relate in whatever it is that you do, uh, there's been a bit of a standstill, a bit of a stalemate. The future is uncertain. And, you know... In this time, I reflect on some of my earlier experiences as an actor. And when I was a 
When I was um, an, a young actor at the age of 19, um, I was enrolled in theater arts, a theater arts college diploma. It was a two-year course. And I remember at that time, a teacher, um, one of our teachers, rather, they had a guest lecturer, right? We had a guest lecturer come to our class to discuss with us, I don't know, something thespian-related. So anyways, it turns out that this guest lecturer in my college theater arts class was a previous student, a previous actor. He was like a 40-something-year-old, skinny, gaunt, black man, black actor. And he gets in front of the class and he's telling his story. You know, he's, he's, he's giving his story to my class. And he's up there and he's like, you know, back in the early 90s, um, I was a young actor, much like you guys are, much like you guys are right now. I was attending this school. I knew the head of your faculty, Mr. So-and-so. Nice to see you. And it was a very unbecoming time for me as a black actor in the early 90s. Um, I was just learning my craft as an actor. I had just come out of the closet, you know, after a long, lengthy, um, closeted high school career. I, I finally came out of the closet. I was a gay man, a gay black man. And in the early 90s... Uh, I was having a lot of fun, partying, carousing. One night I found myself at a bar and I uh, went home with a very handsome young man and uh, well, six months later I had AIDS, height, the height of the AIDS epidemic and uh, One foolish night has uh, marked me for life. And, you know, I just, you know, my career was all ahead of me at the time. And, you know, now I'm HIV positive just because of one drunken night. And, uh, you know, I just don't really know why I'm telling you guys this story. But uh, anyways, I'm a gay black actor and... Uh, I have AIDS. Wow, and I remember just sitting there in the audience and I'm just like, like, you know when you're young, like, it's hard to be empathetic when you're young and you and you have no point of reference, right? I'm just like, what the fuck are you trying to say? I'm gay or something? Why Why is he telling, what? What is, what is some gay, what, why is this, what the fuck, what is this? I'm paying tuition to hear this? Some gay, twisted, black horror story? You know, like, what is this all about, right? And, you know, it's only in hindsight now I see the empathy of the man. He came to our class to discuss um, some of his battles as an actor. Like, he had gone on to, um, I don't know, like, 
it was just difficult for him there afterwards. You know, I mean, he didn't really go into the ins and outs of it, but suffice to say, AIDS, HIV, is a very marking, monumental, like a, like a, like a, like, like, I don't want to call it a milestone, but, you know, it's, it's like a, you know, it's a big deal, right, to contract that. And what it did to his career and his life, really. And it's kind of like a parallel in this time of pandemic where it's like, it reminds me of my gratitude because at the time I could have had more empathy. Not that I was callous or cold. I just, it was kind of out of left field why he was even speaking to our class. But I could have, we could have tried to organize something like, hey, let's go have coffee. Let's talk. So like, I don't know, tell us about your career. Tell us more about yourself. Like, what's up? And, you know, he came to our class to share his story. And I guess to caution, to caution our class about unprotected sex, you know, AIDS is something that affects, you know, heterosexual people. I'm, I'm a straight man. AIDS can affect heterosexual people, it can affect gay people, intravenous drug users. It has a wide-reaching uh, net, right? And we could have been more empathetic and took him out for coffee and talked with us. He was sharing his story. And, you know, it didn't even click to me how sad that is to be a young man like he was at the time and then all of a sudden your future gone because of a disease and the uncertainty of it and the, and the fear in it and you know and who hasn't had a couple crazy nights you know ah condom schmondom you know like who hasn't gone a little buck wild right and you know, it's a slippery when wet. You know, the dangers of the flesh game. the You know, the ravages of youth. You know, f hormones, horniness, you know, drunkenness. So I see that parallel today and how grateful I am for the career that I have. I get to do a podcast. I get to imagine a future for myself, no matter how distant or how uncertain during these times. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about that, that brave man, that brave actor who came and spoke to us that day, because it's like, f from one actor to another, from one hopeful person to another, it's it's just such a sad, a sad weight he must have had to carry. And, you know, it was very kind and brave of him. And I don't know, it, it speaks to me now, you know, in this time of uncertainty and just the gratitude that I do have for the health that I have. And I wish that out there. I wish that to everybody, to everybody during this time of pandemic, you know, um, 
let's maintain our health and be grateful for what is ahead because you know there are so many that fall victim to disease you know it's just a it's just a tragic roll of the dice you know so hallelujah there you have it folks Jonathan Ramcharan actor extraordinaire I am also a stand-up comedian extraordinaire 11 years of service you know and while I'm in this reflective mood um, the gratitude comes to mind as well um, uh, I, I had been doing stand-up comedy for about two years or maybe a year and a half or maybe a year it was in the first couple years of my stand-up comedy career where this story takes place I was co-middling co-middling is like um, you know in a typical comedy show there's the MC there's the middle act then there's the headliner so the MC Warms up the crowd. Hey, guys, how's it doing? How's it going? Grab your drinks. Have a good night. Let me just set up the ground rules. Let me tell you about the show. Make you laugh. Loosen you up. Blah, blah, blah. That's the MC. Then the middle act comes on, does about 20 minutes, warms the crowd up for the headliner. Right? The headliner closes out the show. So there you, there you have it. MC... Middle act, headliner. Well, at the time, I was co-middling. And co-middling is like when you have two opening acts, essentially, splitting the time, right? So I was co-middling. I was doing 10 minutes, and my co-middle, he was doing 10 minutes, right? So we were each doing 10 minutes before the headliner. So me and the co-middle... We go on and we each do our set. And afterwards, we're watching the headliner. The headliner's just boom, 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 boom. Killing it, right? Laughter, 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 laughter. And me and the co-middle, the other comic, we both did all right, you know? But the headliner, he was just boom, 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 boom. Just a seasoned comedian. We were young, fairly inexperienced. And I remember my co-middle, he's just like, fuck, man, like, look at him. He's, you know, he's up there and he's killing it. And I just want to get to that point. I want to get to that point. And, you know, I, I'm, you know I, I'm not getting as many spots as I'd like to get. And, you know, I, I wish I was getting more spots. I wish my act was coming along better. So the, my co-middle... He was just going on and on about how, what he doesn't have, what he should have, what he shouldn't have. And I turned to him and I go, hey, like, dude, we just co-middled. We just co-middled at a stand-up comedy club, a legit gig. We got paid. We're working our way up and let's be grateful for what we have. I mean, there's so many comedians that we know that they'll never work this club. <laughs> They're just dog dick god awful, right? And, you know, I give this speech to my co-middle. 
we need to be grateful. We need to, we need to be this. We need to be that. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. But little did he know, I was just being a contrarian, you know, contrary, an opposing force, you know. I was just being contrary to what he was saying, you know. He's saying that he wants more, he wants more, he wants more. And I'm saying, no, you should be grateful. But in reality, I had the same ingratitude. I had the same ingratitude, the same inexperience, the same wanting for more, though I didn't have the talent or the discipline. Well, I didn't have the discipline and the experience for it. I always had the talent, always have the talent. But at the time, I just didn't really have the experience, yet I want more, I want more, I want more. And I was just being a contrarian to be the contrary. As a lot of comedians are, as a lot of people in general, if you can relate in your job, you're always meeting that motherfucker who is the opposite. I have the opposing opinion. Hey, why don't you do it that way? No, I don't think it's like that. No, I don't think I wouldn't do it like that. Well, what about... Uh, fucking boneheads, right? And... During this pandemic, coronavirus, COVID-19, May 14th, 2020, as I sit before you, I have more gratitude for what I do have today. You know, it's like I got the experience that at the time of my story there, I didn't have. I didn't have the experience, yet I wanted more. And I was so ready for more. And, you know, now I'm a little bit further down the road. You know, still arrogant, still obnoxious, still a fucking bonehead, but more experience, a little bit more humble, um, more conscience-based, more conscience-based in my decision-making, more, uh, I guess I was trying to say, um, you know, what I'm trying to say is just more in tuned with myself and grateful for what is happening. And that's what I'm rocking with today as a stand-up comedian, 11 years of service. And that's what I'm rocking with today as a actor, 19 years of service. And, you know, to infinity and beyond, as Buzz Lightyear would say. And, um, you know, we're going to lick it, you know, we're going to lick this coronavirus thing. You can't keep a fucking good man down. You can't keep a trans woman down. You can't keep a good woman, a good child, a good dog, a good fucking tree. You can't keep shit down in this world, man. The beauty has to grow, you know? And the gratitude, the gratitude is for real and the hope is for real. Hallelujah. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, stand-up comedian. And that sums up kind of what's rocking with me at the moment. Welcome to the show, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. If I could take a moment to speak to y'all. Um, subsequently, I am also a raging alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, three plus years of continuous consecutive sobriety. Now, um, podcasts, what a blessing. Um, technology, um, media, and most notably, 
podcasts have been a godsend in my journey to recovery. I'm three plus years sober. Um, I've listened to so many great podcasts over the years. Um, WTF with Mark Marin, uh, Tiger Belly, Bobby Lee. Uh, those are great podcasts on sobriety. Um, Fitz Dog Radio, Greg Fitzsimmons. He has a podcast where he speaks on his journey in sobriety as well. There's so many great outlets for information on sobriety, whether it be podcasts, whether it be um, online, YouTube, websites. So if you are struggling during pandemic, I highly suggest um, give sobriety a chance. Give a 12-step program a chance. Now, at this time, uh, obviously, I'm not trying to, <laughs> obviously, you fucking idiot. But during this time, meetings, they're on hiatus until we can get back into the social fold, right? But um, in the future, once um, all these restrictions loosen up, you can check out a meeting you know, it's basically group therapy, no dues, no fees, no emphasis on religion. You attend these meetings of your own timetable, and day by day your days add up. One day you find yourself in a new life. And until then, you can just get information on YouTube, podcasts, and, you know, keep that faith, keep that funk in this time of pandemic. Maintain that help. Um, there's a bright future ahead. Um, summer is around the corner and you know what a better time what a what what a great time to um, explore that avenue and I wish that I wish that out to anybody um, during this time hallelujah yes gonna take a sip of coffee here what a luxury you know Remember when you remember when you only drank coffee just to brush off a hangover? Oh, give me a fucking pot of coffee. Ugh. Now I drink it in the afternoon, you know, like a good little boy. You know, chase it with some water. All righty, ready, 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 ready. COVID nineteen. Yeah, um, this is like. The era of COVID-19 for the podcast, you know, it's going to be groovy to look back in the future and, you know, touch base with what I was doing here on Jonathan Ramtron, the podcast. And this is like my COVID-19 era. It's like there's no escaping it. What am I going to do? You know, like live under a rock, you know, when I, when I live, in, live in the basement of my mother's apartment, you know, like, come on. That doesn't make any sense. But you know what I'm trying to say? Like, what? come on. COVID-19, it's the news story, right? Can't escape it. Here are the latest stats. So according to wikipedia.org, um, to date, there are 4,308,055 confirmed cases of coronavirus. There are 1,518,424 recovered cases of COVID-19. And there are 294,155 
confirmed deaths. So those are the stats, according to Wikipedia. Okay, fake news, Kung flu, Chinese flu, okay? It's all just a bit, it's all just a big witch hunt, a bat witch hunt, okay? Fake news. Donald Trump, drinking bleach, injecting bleach, get some sunlight. Teflon Don, uh, he's up in the news again. Um, as always in this fucking era. Um, this is an article from globalnews.ca. This is a commentary piece. With Trump rebuffed, Canada should join our Western leaders standing up to China. Donald Trump has declared that he suspects the coronavirus pandemic is linked to a virologically. <clears throat> Donald Trump has declared that he suspects the coronavirus pandemic is linked to a vi- virology. Fake word, fake news. Virology lab in China's Wuhan province. Uh. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Donald Trump going on the record saying that he believes China is responsible for the COVID-19 coronavirus generating, coming out of a virus lab in the Wuhan district of uh, China. Wuhan province. Um, A lot of world leaders are... That's just like a little snippet from the article. It kind of just goes on and on. Much like what's going on in the news at the moment. Everything is so up in the air. There's really no point in reading the rest of the article. That's the basic information. Um, You know, I guess... I guess nations are rallying against it you know to an extent or lack of comment here in Canada um, we are just kind of mums the word Um, I just find it interesting that arguably the most powerful nation on earth Um, I hate to give it such power and such credence, but I mean, military-wise anyway, culturally, financially, America, pretty much top dog, right? The president of that nation is calling out China for allegedly manufacturing the virus or causing it to come out of a lab. Whatever that means. I guess we just got to stay glued to our uh, screens, you know. Stay glued to your screen, you know. You know, all day long. What else are you going to do? We're in quarantine. Um, Here's another funny article. Um, This is one of a entertainment nature Um, so check this one out. (laughs) This is from cbc.ca. 
Brian Adams apologizes for COVID-19 Instagram post, condemned as racist, inflammatory, much like the virus. All right. Canadian singer-songwriter Brian Adams has apologized for an Instagram post widely condemned as crass, racist, and inflammatory. Adams posted the apology Tuesday to any and to all that took offense to his post. No excuse. I just wanted to have a rant about the horrible animal cruelty in these wet markets being the possible source of the virus and promote veganism. I have love for all people and my thoughts are with everyone dealing with the pandemic around the world, he wrote. The original post on Monday blamed the global COVID-19 pandemic on some fucking bat-eating, wet-market, animal-selling virus-making-greeting bastards. My message to them, other than thanks a fucking lot, is go vegan. The caption read, so he's like screaming at like allegedly China. I mean, it's, it's a veiled rant at China, to say the least. The World Health Organization, the World Health Organization said in April that evidence suggests the novel coronavirus originated in animals in China late last year. But everybody knows that's just bullshit, right? All right. It came out of a laboratory in Wuhan province. Go drink some bleach, inject some Windex into your veins. You're going to be okay. Okay. Take a bath in Lysol. Fake news. Grab them by the bat pussy. Um, scientists, scientists who have studied the virus genome have found it is likely the product of natural evolution and made the leap from wild animals to humans, just as both SARS and MERS coronavirus did, probably as a result of close animal-human contact. Early studies suggested the virus could have come from bats, Duh. The World Health Organization, who is still researching the origin of the virus. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Adams was trending across social media after the singer posted his rant on Instagram and Twitter. The tweet was has since been deleted. He was accused of contributing to anti-Chinese rhetoric proliferating during the pandemic others accused the singer of others accused the singer of forgetting the true victims of an outbreak that has claimed hundreds of thousands of lives worldwide amy go president of the chinese canadian national council for social justice described the post on monday as irresponsible and so 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 racist soho so 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 racist on Tuesday, she said the singer's apology was not good enough because it didn't acknowledge the racism and the potential harm caused by his message. Until such time that he recognizes his words will cause harm to specific communities, like Chinese and Asian communities, I don't think that's an apology. Yeah, so some people still unforgiving of Brian Adams and his statement. 
You know, Brian Adams. I always get confused with Brian Adams, right? Like, <clears throat> like every time I hear Brian Adams, right? Especially as a Canadian, it's like, Brian Adams. I love Brian Adams, right? Like, who doesn't? Nobody on the road. Nobody on the beach. Something's in the air. Summer's out of reach. Empty road, empty lake. The sun goes down alone. I'm driving by your house. Even though I know you're not home, but I can see you. Your brown skin shining in the sun. You got your tits hanging out and your radio. I'm like, fuck. I love Brian Adams, right? Out on the road today, I saw a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac. A little voice on my head said, you can't go back. You never go back. I thought I knew what love was. What did I know? Those days are fucking gone, but whatever. I can see you. Your brown skin shining in the sun. I'm like, yeah. Right? Brian Adams. And then I'm always like, oh, fuck. Dove. That ain't Brian Adams. That's Don Henley, right? That's not Brian Adams. That's Don Henley. I'm thinking of like mixing like Boys of Summer up with, you know. Summer of 69, I got my first real strict string at the five and dime. Played it till my fingers bled. It was the summer of 69, sitting on my porch. Those days would last forever. Those were the best days of my life. I'm like, ah, well, it's still a good song, but like, maybe I don't love Brian Adams. I do like him. But then, but then let's like, I think of some of his other classics, right? You know, um, <laughs> you know, um, let's make a night to remember, you know, with that, that bass intro. I love the way you look tonight, baby, with your hair down to your shoulder, with those come here at me eyes. I want to drop that on, uh, you know what, I take that back, I love Brian Adams, because like, that song, you know, Let's Make a Night to Remember, <clears throat> like, I got, you know, I, I've, I've been known to bitch, whine, bellyache, you know, guilt trip a woman, but like, it's been a minute since I've really just laid down the Mac on a woman, you know, just like, Let's Make a Night to Remember, like that song, like, Brian Adams, like, ugh, you know, like, imagine you take a girl out to dance, you know, and you know, you've been dancing, it's been a great night, and you know, she's, you know, she's just, mm, she's got that glow about her, you know, that, 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 that content, all for you glow, then you know, you, you shuffle her, you shuffle her outside for a little bit of fresh air, you know, get out of the nightclub for a minute, and you're standing next to her like a piss-soaked bus stop, and bus flies by, you know, bus goes by, and the wind, you know, gets you, and you're staring out into that fucking starry sky, and, you know, boom, 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 I love the way you look tonight, baby, from your hair down to your shoulder, 
You got those come at me eyes. Let's make out. <laughs> Let's make something amazing. Let's go all the way. Cause I never touched somebody like the way I touched your body. Now I never wanna let your body go. Let's make a night to remember January to December. December? December? Isn't that when the fucking coronavirus, COVID-19, started to um, surface in Wuhan province? You Those fucking bat-eating, greedy bastard, wet-market-having globalist motherfuckers. And I got a message for you, bitch. Go vegan. Cuts like a knife. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I do love Brian Adams. But, uh, you know, let's play the contrarian thing here, right? There's, yeah, there's, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Wow. There's more than one way to skin a bat. Um, you know, like, okay, yeah, sure. It was insensitive, perhaps. It was a veiled rant and raving at um, China, the wet markets, the Chinese community. Everything's still up in the air, as the president will only so be happy to tell you, all right? It originated out of a Wuhan laboratory. Fake news, China flu, Kung flu, bat-eating fucking bandits, okay? Just drink some bleach, inject some fucking Lysol, get plenty of sunlight. So like everything's still up in the air. We don't really know. So Brian Adams making that statement. Yeah, he was expressing his rant. Like he was he was lined up to play the Royal Albert Hall in England. That's fucking major, you know? Cause like, you know, that's a big gig, right? Like, whoa. So yeah, he's a little pissed. He said what he said. Was it a veiled, a veiled racist attack on the Chinese community? Uh, I mean, on one hand, it's like, yo, like, how do you, how do you not know how that would be received? You know, he's like, he, you know, the, 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 um, the um omniscient omnipotent the the elusive they you know they and they're bat eating and they're they're greedy globalist bastards them they the you're obviously addressing china aren't you like come on but uh on the other hand too like yo he's a starlet a pop star from the fucking 80s he's been in the spotlight for decades he's living the dream and part of living the dream is doing what you like so you know for example the everyday person we gotta fucking be yes men yes a yes a yes fucking bowing to the boss bowing to the old lady bowing to the kids bowing to the grandmothers bowing to the traffic cop bow 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 uh, we're fucking yes men 
We're fucking yes men and women. When was the last time you just let loose better than Mother Goose rock the mic day and night? When was the last time you just opened your fucking mouth and just said, fuck you, this is my opinion? It's probably been a minute. And like, yo, like I said, Brian Adams, he's been banging it, you know, busting it since the 80s. Kind of does what he likes, you know? For all intents and purposes, he made it. So he's probably not used to having to watch his language and don't say that. Like, yo, it's like he's a success. Isn't that part of being a, a success to be your own person, to have your own opinions, to say your own sayings? So I really don't know what to make of his little rant. I will say his coiffed little fucking, um, uh, you know, goose-stepping fucking... He's got like one of those fucking coiffed mops on his head. You know, real fucking slicked back kind of disturbing sort of haircut. But like I said, with with those type of hits, you know, like maybe I'll look the other way, you know? Maybe I can look the other way on it, but I don't know. Anyway, hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. What do you think? You know, part of the dialogue right now in this time is celebrity is coming under attack. World Health Organization, media news outlets, um, professionals, scientists, health community. Um, some of the opinion in regards to celebrity during this time from like, you know, professional health professionals, media outlets, government, some of the opinion and outlook in regards to celebrity is misinformation. Trying to silence the star power. But yet we are in a tumultuous time when obviously nobody really knows anything. You know? Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. It's from the uh, wet markets in Wuhan. No, it originated in a laboratory. No, it was a U.S. biological weapon created to disrupt the Chinese economy. Um, actually, no, it's a population control biologically engineered weapon. No, um, it's... Um, Something to do with the Middle East, you know? No, it's about the global uh, environment, global warming. Like, who knows what the fuck it is? I don't know. Do hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com, you know? Hit it up. What are your thoughts on um, celebrity in the time of COVID-19? What is your thought on, um, you know... The origin of COVID-19 and, you know, what it all means. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. You know, that's one thing I've been battling lately, I noticed. Um, whenever you speak up with an opinion regarding COVID-19... Um, now more than ever, especially on this issue, because it's so dividing, you know, there's so many, you know, if you don't just blindly accept the narrative that it came out of the wet markets of China, 
Wuhan province, if you don't just blanketly accept that, um, you know, you're a cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. You know, you, you've gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You know, people just label you like a conspiracy theorist. And there's a lot of um, rushes to judgment, a lack of temperament, a lack of dialogue. You know, like people are, are really kind of close-minded to the full story of this um, situation. I mean, if anything is certain, is that there are no certainties. I mean, we, we're, we're always getting conflicting stories. And I, I don't know. I think it's, I think, I think an open mind is definitely needed, to say the least, during this time. Because I've noticed, like, I'm a pretty opinionated person. It's kind of funny because I play the contrarian. I'm opinionated. I, I see both sides and I have opinions on both sides, usually. You know, I have an opinion for this and I have an opinion for that. And they merge somehow, right? Well, when I get to talking with people I notice lately, some people, they got a short fuse. They want to silence. They want to shut you down. No, it's exactly what the government says. It's exactly what the news cycles say. It came out of Wuhan province. That's what it is. Wear a mask, wash your hands, social distance, cough etiquette, stay the fuck away from me. Scared to death. And it's like, I don't know. Does it hurt to keep an open mind to, hey, you know, like, we're in a time of an unprecedented time in our history. It hasn't been this way since the Spanish flu. You know, and does it hurt to keep an open mind and open ear to what's really going on? Hey, there's something awfully squoey going on around here. Uh, oh, that wascoey Wuhan wabbit. Uh, there's something awfully squoey going on around here. Uh, don't take a fucking genius. Writing's on the wall. Anyway, and do hit me up um, if you should choose to and... You know, let's be gentle men, gentle women, and gentle in-betweens on the matter. Let's have a fucking mature discussion. You know, a lot of people getting testy during this time. And I guess it's all under the umbrella of quarantine, fear, pandemic, tough times. Hey, what are you going to do? But... As there's always a silver lining, um, this has been a time of reflection for many people, you know. It most certainly has been for me. And I've been able to, you know, reflect on things and, you know, ch chart a course of action moving forward, you know. I was laying awake in bed the other evening. 
and regret came to mind. I started thinking on regret. Now, some of the tough thing, one of the tough, well, one of the many tough things to stomach about regret is admitting it. Who wants to admit they have regrets? You know, because it's like opening a can of worms. You know, it's like tugging on a thread. The more you tug, the more comes unraveled. You know, like, the more you tug at it, the more it unravels. You know, it's like opening a can of worms. Regret. And, you know, I would be dishonest to say that I don't have regrets in my life. Here I am, a man, 33 years old, um, a recovering alcoholic, three plus years of sobriety. I drank for 16 years. I started at the age of 14. Um, that caused me some pain and anguish um, in my personal life, in my career as a uh, actor, comedian, um, in the day gig, in the day hustle of my day jobs that I've worked, you know, construction, janitorial, labor, warehouse, call center, um, retail. <clears throat> I was a fucking newspaper, newsy, you know, extra, extra, read all about it. Get your fucking newspaper, you know, fucking Blackout, drunk, hungover, first thing in the morning, uh, uh, standing on the curb, handing out newspapers. Like, And aside from all that, the underlying problem was always an inner turmoil, you know? The alcohol was really just an outlet for all the angst, for all the fear, anger, aggression. These are the tenements of the dark side. All that shit, you know, take a walk on the wild side. And, you know, it was all just an outlet. The alcohol was all just an outlet for that inner turmoil, inner torment. You know, I had a moment with myself. <laughs> Let's try to keep it PG. Um, I had a moment with myself, I don't know, like a week ago. I was just staring out the window. And I was in like one of those deep thoughts, one of those trances. You know, you ever catch yourself in a trance when it's like you're thinking about nothing and everything all at the same time? I was like in one of those modes. I was just like thinking of nothing and everything at the same time. And I was just like staring out the window. And then like a phrase just like blurted out of my mouth. I was just like, all I had to be was decent. <laughs> and then I, I laughed a minute. I was like, <laughs> just something, the words just came to me. All I had to be was decent. 
All I had to be was decent. I didn't know how to be decent. I didn't know what decent was. I wasn't raised decently. More often than not, I wasn't treated decently. And I behaved indecently. You know? And that's the danger of regret. You start, like, for example, how can you, you know, there's so many actions, so many things that I did that I wish I didn't do. But it's like the danger being if I, if I, regret my actions what's the point of that i have to regret the whole mindset that led me to those actions it's the mindset not the action where my regret lives how do you hear this this is like the quarantine like tribal call do you hear that somebody's banging on a pot and pan um you know, when the neighbors, I don't know if it happens in your area, the neighbors, they start clanging and banging bells and whistles at like 7.30. 7.30, that's when they do it in my neighborhood. I guess it's 7.30. Her name was Lola. She was a showgirl. But that was 30 years ago. Now she's broken all alone at the Copa. Copacabana. You know, it's funny I talk about regret because you, you hear, like, I was, I've been thinking about ways to, like, get more involved with this like tribal town call, the smoke signal, this shout out to the community that they do. And it's like, I mourn the loss of my innocence, man. Like there was a time when I used to just, like I still have a lot of interest and love for people, but I'm, what comes to mind is that phrase from that, Arcade Fire song, you know? Something filled up my heart with nothing. Someone told me not to cry. Now that I'm older, my heart's colder and I see that it's a lie you know I was like should I clang bells and rant and rave with the neighbors I was like, ah, fuck them motherfuckers right I have such a such a fucking dual relationship with just how I interact with people that's part of the regret you know i think that's relatable to all people i don't want to paint myself into a corner i don't want to paint myself into a box where it's like oh i'm so separate from people but that's like the that's the that's the loss of innocence where it's like you know you you fuck up you get your 
you get kicked in the teeth, kicked in the balls, you start putting up walls, you know? You know, and that's that's kind of where some of my regret lies in this day and age. Hope you guys can still I hope you can still hear the fucking pots and pans are still going. Um but it's like the joy that I used to feel as a child to just jump and play and be a part of community. Today as a a man who's been around the block, it's almost like a revulsion. <laughs> but I don't want to paint myself into such a separate corner because it's like, that's just the loss of youth. Sorry. Rather, um, the loss of innocence. You know? It's the loss of innocence because it's like, you know, you start piling on the experience and with experience comes time and with time comes you know successes and failures and then what can be garnered from that is like regret regrets for what would have been what could have been you know what i mean you know you start you you know and the danger being you know how do you regret the actions you make without regretting the mindset and it all goes back professionals can tell you people with common sense can tell you it's in the childhood it's in the it's in the deep recesses of the childhood you know the mourning of the you know when you mourn your inner child the loss of innocence but um you know I'm closer today towards towards I think it's the humility that I was forced to learn you know there's such a large ego that the human being carries on their shoulder and it it's definitely just knocked off in the face of um, challenge. You got to rise to certain challenges and the ego can get in the way. And if you put it down, that's an advantage to move forward. When you put down that ego and you break down those walls and you start, you start operating from a, a place of personal power versus from a place of societal pressure, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, putting on airs, impressing the neighbors, flexing, stunting, you know, mean mugging. Yeah. It all comes from how we were raised and coming to terms with that and you know whether or not you had a great childhood or a piss poor one whether or not you made good decisions with your friends 
your family, your relationships, whatever that has entailed for you in your life and how you relate to regret. The beautiful, the beautiful news. When was the last time the news was beautiful? But the beautiful news is we can take this time of pandemic and uncertainty to reemerge into society in a different, insightful version of ourselves. Society will undoubtedly be different post-pandemic. And why not change with it? And why not feel what we need to feel? Ain't nothing wrong with getting a little dramatic. You know, get a little dramatic. It's good for you. I'm trying to make a career of it. I love the drama. You know, as a thespian, you know, get a little dramatic, you know. Mourn your inner child. Mourn the, you know, the loss of innocence and the, the, the guarded, gritty, fucking curmudgeoned, fucking sour puss that you've developed into. You know, mourn the child and mourn that loss of innocence of your inner child and feel it and really reemerge, you know, able to love, able to live, and able to put aside that ego. I think I heard this on an episode of Dr. Phil, by the way. You know where your problem is? You got a bad fucking attitude. You haven't reconciled your inner child. You're a fucking alcoholic. You got mama, mommy issues, you know? You got daddy issues. Your life's in turmoil. You're a fucking mess. You know? I used to rush home to Dr. Phil every day when I was a drunk, right? I'd crack open a beer, you know, chug it. You know, then I'm watching Dr. Phil. You know what your problem is? You got tissue issues, you know? You got a bad attitude. You got a horrible childhood. I'm like, oh, save me, Dr. Phil. Save me, Dr. Phil. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm not an animal. I'm not an animal. They fucking treat me this way. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck your mother. Your mother's cut. Your mother's cut. <laughs> You know, we, we got to feel the drama. We got to mourn that loss of innocence and mourn whatever it is that we need to mourn. Learn what it is that we need to learn. And reemerge and grow with the times. Yeah. So, hey, it's tough to open that door to regret. You know, it's like an alternate universe, man. You know, you, you see the past skeletons of your dead self, but, you know, to embrace that is a strength in itself. How do you know where you're going if you don't know where you came from? You know, how do you learn, you know, experience, you know? got to learn from it so um going forward you know i am very happy and grateful grateful for the all experiences grateful that i'm still healthy and 
happy, you know, is, uh, you know, yeah, I'm happy. I, I, I'm pretty, um, you know, <laughs> you, you know, m mentioning happiness is always weird on camera because then you're forced to smile, you know, I'm happy. Or is it, I'm happy. I'm happy, you know, it's like, you know, I, I just, I just, um, I would like it to be a little bit more, um, self-evident, you know, um, I, I want to see it more in my actions, even though I know that I am happy and I have my humility, I want to see it more in my actions. I want to see it more in the willingness, the willingness I have to take risks and be open to experiences, to be open to experiences. I want to see it more in my actions versus just a mental state because mentally I'm grateful. I'm happy. I'm thinking on my career. I'm thinking on my future. I'm thinking on my health. I got an open heart to people, but it's all very Cerebral. <laughs> cerebral. Uh, cerebral. Is that the word? It's all very heady. I want it to be more in my actions. But um, I don't know. I'm happy for today. I'm happy to be speaking here with y'all. And um, I'm happy that we heard my neighbors there. Her name was Lola, she was a showgirl, but that was 30 years ago, now she's broken all alone at the Copa, Copa Cabana. <clears throat> so anyway, um, it's all been in the day's work. Um, God bless all y'all out there during coronavirus, and um, God bless y'all during this time of pandemic, and um, you know... I'm just thankful for the gift, and I want to ex extend that out to you. I'm thankful for the gift of, um, you know, the gift of um, reflection. Because that's the main thing I'm taking away from this whole experience. It's like a gift of reflection. We've been given the time to reflect. So thank you. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent May 14th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Etiquette regarding opinion, point of view. Notably and most... Uh, and more timely in regards to um, coronavirus. What's your opinion around um, debate etiquette? What what attitude should a person adopt in regarding, you know, conversation on the issues of the day, whatever the, whatever they may be? Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. What do you think about um, celebrity celebrity um, uh, influence? Um, misinformation or information 
in the time of pandemic coronavirus hit me up jr.thepodcast at gmail.com i'm available across platforms youtube spotify itunes i have a website jonathan-ramcharan.com all right check me out on those uh platforms if you're enjoying the show please do tell a friend you know hook me up help my black ass out all right couldn't hurt Until next time, folks, you live it, you love it, you realize it. Peace.